It's officially Tuesday night in Basement Podcast Studios of po- First Amendment Sports. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. He's Kevin Riga. And without a doubt, we are better at quarterback, is what I've heard this fine evening. Yes, we are. He's Tim Strachan. What's going on, fellas? Another Tuesday night. Been looking forward to it since I took a little week off last week due to a little bit of spring snow. Slay riding. Approved PTO, by the way. Slay riding. PTO, obviously. Yeah. Brian Stabby, good to see you tonight. M- monitoring the Facebook uh, production studios on that side of the table. I'm glad that you introduced everyone because it's been so long that I was getting a little shaky on names. Yeah. Matt, the real deal seal. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Ken Marangolo. This is the Audible. Welcome to Hogs Haven, all Facebook uh, uh, Live folks. Um, this is our off-season on the break, Redskins coverage for Hogs Haven, where we talk about our favorite television show. Um, oh, we've got a little uh, live directing. You got, you, all right, is that going to be all right? All right, good. All right, excellent. Um, and we're joined tonight uh, by our very own in-house draft guru, Steve Schaup. Steve? Good to see you. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. How do you, I mean, does that just sound so much better? Can you hear Tribe? Oh, yeah. All right, good. Just making sure. <laughs> I mean, it's always that time of year when you hear Steve's voice coming through the <laughs> microphone. You know, it's been three years now, my friend. And, uh, yeah. man, it's exciting, and I love it. Now, Gotta Matt Seal, do you have our, uh, our, our, our buzzer, our dinger for... for there you go. All right, good. Last year we had one that we came through on. Steve had a, it was it wasn't coming through on an actual channel. Matt Shield doesn't have my dinger. I just want no. that to be noted. He does. Dually. He does yes. not have that yes. one. Yes. Um, all right, Steve. Oh, uh, we're go- we're going on the clock on the audible tonight. Uh, first draft show of the season. Um, and I like to start off by going for our race to the podium, guys. I told you who my three were. Um, these are players who, if they were to come, if they were to be available when it's your turn to pick, you race to the podium and take them, and you have a probably two or three of them. I eliminated the quarterbacks because they're not they're not going to be there, and I don't think that we're drafting a first round quarterback. I'm I'm knocking out Saquon because I don't think Saquon will be there. Th- that's pretty much all I did, uh, mm-hmm. Steve. Um, I think there's going to be some common themes, so I'll just give, give you my names, and then I thought maybe we could go around and see if there's any others out there. Quentin Nelson, to me, number one. Derwin James, number two. Denzel Ward, number three. And Steve, the floor is yours for your race to the podium list. Well, I, I definitely have uh, Nelson as my number one race to the podium guy. Uh, after that, I would probably go Roquan Smith, uh, and Tremaine Edmonds over Derwin James, though I love all of them. Mm. Do not get me wrong. I think inside linebacker is still a big need for the Redskins. They can get by with Brown and Foster, but Foster signed to essentially backup money, and Brown, they can get out of that deal at any time. Guys like Smith and Edmonds, those are, you know, those are Erlacher types. Those are Keekly, you know, Ryan Shazier, guys who are just difference makers really? in the passing game, running game. They can do it all, and they just have untold potential, and I think uh, you know they're they're going to be elite backers in this league for a long time. So, but you those but are guys I'd race to the podium for. Derwin James, I mean, with all due respect, he plays a position that is, um, I don't know, it's fairly new, but it's a high impact position, and he's a he's a bigger size. Uh, he's a, the next you know the next size up model um, for for that position in the NFL. I mean, I have a hard time. I mean, I understand. 
I understand the linebackers uh, are important. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think there's something less scheme specific about Derwin James than than you know some of these linebackers in today's NFL. I mean, like you know, look at the difference in valuation on a guy like Zach Brown. Some people are dying to have him. Some people are dying not to have him. I mean, can't you say the same is true for some of these linebackers in the middle of the first round? Well, I would say when it comes to uh, Roquan Smith and Edmonds, I think they're the complete package. I don't think, you know, the thing with Brown is he's always been pretty good against the run. He's got that sideline to sideline speed but it doesn't always come up in coverage. There's a lot of times in coverage he's getting beat. He might make the tackle, but that tight end's getting the first down uh, before he does. So, you know, I, I just think when it comes to guys like Smith and Edmonds, they're at a cut above. And I, I put Derwin James in a very similar category. These guys are guys who you can move around um, on the defense. Like a guy like Tremaine Edmonds is a perfect example. I mean, he's 6'5", 255. He's only 19 years old. He can rush off the edge. He could blitz from the middle. Yet at the same time, he could probably run with any tight end in this league and has the size to match up with the biggest tight ends in this league. So Roquan Smith has the same coverage ability, not necessarily the same size, but he's also a good blitzer in his own right. So, I mean, those are the types of chess pieces that never you never want to see leave the field and you're going to have a hard time ever finding a guy above them. I mean, well, I like Zach Brown, but you can improve on a Zach Brown. What's, uh, who's most likely to be available at 13? Tremaine Edmonds, Roquan Smith, or Derwin James? Uh, I'd say it's probably a tie between Edmonds and James between those two, or those that trio. Because so you think Smith is going to be, you think he's the most likely to be gone by the time 13 comes, Roquan? I think Smith, he, he's much more technically sound right now. He's got better instincts right now. So I think he's probably the first linebacker off the board. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a team takes Edmonds over Smith. Um, and, and, you know, it's quite possible both of those guys are gone. And then that means Derwin James is there. You know, well, this is probably not an, you know, a, an either argument. Like one of these three could definitely be on the board, but probably not two of these three. Who do in order for Quentin Nelson to be available for us at thirteen? Do we need some other team to draft one one of his teammates first? Do we need that tackle from Notre Dame to jump ahead of him? And and is that even remotely possible? Well, the thing I'll say is I think it's unlikely. McGinkley or whatever his name is, I always mispronounce it. <laughs> but not just necessarily the tackle, but I think you when you look at the first round or the first twelve picks ahead of us, I think. Three quarterbacks are a lock now, likely four, possibly five. Saquon Barkley is pretty much a mortal lock. Bradley Chubb, pretty much a mortal lock. So let's say four quarterbacks. I think that's the most likely Barkley and Chubb. That's six of the 12 picks. That's half the picks. And then it comes down to, you know, does Denzel Ward pop because somebody values a corner higher, both James and Fitzpatrick go off the board. Then that's three guys. And then you have the two linebackers I just mentioned whether somebody jumps up for another ta- for a tackle, like you said, Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame, the guy you were talking about, or maybe it's another corner somebody really likes. Maybe somebody falls in love with Vita Vea, pops him in the top 12. Like us. Um, yeah. Like me. <laughs> That's the reality. Like T, Kev. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if so, any of or, these are really going to The last thing I'd say is pass rusher. I mean, this is a pass-dominant league. You need pass rushers. You know, Harold Landry could pop in the top 12 easily. I'm a big Harold Landry fan. Uh, some other people like Davenport or, you know, maybe Josh Sweat, guys like that, I'm, I'm a little lower on. But, hey, people get desperate. They they overdraft pass rushers 
all the time. Now, Steve, I know you probably don't think about it this way, but as Redskins fans, we think about it this way. Jake Rudin made his remarks about the fact that Sheriff was just a guard in the first round. You need to get more out of your first pick. Do you think that plays into any decision if Quentin Nelson is available at their pick? Or do you, you just know, I, you may be just the best player guy, but if it's a Redskins specific question. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is the NFL now guard is just as value can be just as valuable as tackle. I mean, look at one the division we're in. Look at that interior Eagles defensive line. I mean, guys like Fletcher Cox, Michael Bennett can rush from the inside. Uh, you know, they just got Lodinata to come in for about 10 plays a game. Yeah. Um, you know, the, they can rush from the inside. Look at what the Rams are doing with Sue and Donald. Mm-hmm. If you don't think guards are valuable, God, you know, then you're not going to ever beat the Rams. And this, and ain't team- no, this ain't no regular guard we're discussing here either. Exactly. By I the mean, way, if, if the Rams get Odell Beckham, if, that's, if there's any truth to that uh, and you – put Odell Beckham on that team. I mean, I don't know what they have to give up in player wise. I'm sure they're going to pay through the, you know, through the nose to keep Beckham, which if you're going to trade for him, you're probably going to make that financial commitment. That's, that's putting, giving McVay that, you know, arsenal. Is there there a buzzer for McVay and Odell Beckham that we could get? That feels a lot like, but uh, that, but that's you know that's that's the rumor today that the it's like the Rams Steelers. I know I know, but when I heard Steve talk about the Philly defensive line and, and how important that is to a yeah. guard, and we're talking about how to build our team, I know, not Sean McVay's team that you have a big huge crush. Nobody on. said Odell, and I'm, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say Odell. Well, he's so, out there smoking blunts and, and ripping gator tails. I mean, let's be honest. He's like, gonna <laughs> he'll ruin whichever lo- lo- team he goes LA to. LA is gonna love it. Maybe They're we need love him to go Odell. there. Great. We need him to sink McVay's squad. I'd let him ruin the Redskins if he. No, so no, 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 no. So okay, I'd be way against that. Boats and marinas. And, and Dominican Sioux. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Hey, listen, aren't we familiar with this type of offseason? Oh, yes. Nothing could happen oh, yes. There. We definitely are. That's why I'm sprinting up to the podium with Vita Vea's name written down. I think that's the reality pick, to be honest with you, Steve. I, I, I think, you know, I don't think all these guys that we're talking about so far are even going to be a possibility in reality so much, or the odds are that it's going to be a guy like that. Yeah, but we thought that about Jonathan Allen last year. I was going to say, we're one one year off of Jonathan Allen. And guess who else was in? There was two guys last year we didn't think were going to show up. When people start panicking, like Steve said, about the edge rusher, and you know they panic about the quarterback, and and a left tackle, a McGlinchey guy, so that's what you got. And you know what? uh, Everyone needs it. Everyone needs it. Oh, the first round. Well, How do you think we got Jonathan Allen? He, Jonathan Allen was a yeah, racist podium guy. He had issues with his shoulders. I think he he, he dropped some. Because no he, was a, he was a racist so Chicago, podium guy. Chicago, did, you don't think Chicago panicked when they went and got their quarterback last year? That's how we felt. We no think, one panics in the first round to get a quarterback? We didn't think Brian Arachno was going to fall. Like, I mean, I, I, we obviously saw what he did here, but when Brian... months to think about it. When Brian Arachno <laughs> fell to us in that draft, that While was they panicked. completely yes. unexpected. All right, I get that. So, I guess, but, Steve, my... my uh, I'm not hearing any of us say Cortland Sutton. Uh, are you? Do you think that he's a lock to go? I, I mean, I'm not drafting wide receiver in the first round, but um, I see him as a top ten guy. Uh, is he going to be the lonely face in the green room? You know, uh, at the end of uh, the round. I mean, he, he he's going to he's going to probably be good somewhere next year. Yeah, no, uh, Cortland Sutton is my number one receiver. I I think I think it's a solid receiver class, but not necessarily elite talents. I think I think we could see teams start to feel a little burned. I mean, the 2014 draft was, you know, the equivalent of the 83 quarterback draft for receivers when you had Beckham, Evans, Sammy Watkins, you know, guys like Landry and uh, that in, in the second and third round. <clears throat> but 
Crowder. Since then, receivers have been pretty terrible, especially from what they've done early. Um, you know, I know a lot of fans aren't necessarily the happiest with Josh Johnson, but he's actually been one of the most successful first round receivers since that 2014 draft. So, you I mean, know, Ride, I could see Ride Gardner had a halfway decent rookie oh, campaign for us. <laughs> I, I could see some teams be a little hesitant and gun shy about taking a receiver early. And I think that's obviously why Chicago went out and spent big money on uh, Allen Robinson and also Taylor Gabriel. No disrespect um, to Desmond Howard or my quarterback. <laughs> you know, I, I think San Francisco is a possibility because while they signed Goodwin long-term and they have Garcon, they need more weapons for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think everyone uh, sees that. But in terms of top 10 teams, I just don't see anyone really in love with the wide receiver. Um, you know, Bill's at 12 need a receiver, but obviously they're going He's not going to be an awesome – he's not a stud – Alpha male, top five in the league, wide receiver type. I mean, no one's, no one's putting that on Cortland Sutton. I mean, right? Yeah, no. I, I think most people and he's see the best there is for us. I think most right. people see him as a good number two, and yeah. receivers are also a slow position to develop. I mean, you know, we we have guys like Devontae Parker who still can't get it together in Miami. Um, you know, Richard Perryman Prior. is just a lost man in in uh, Baltimore. Like Amari Cooper has been good. That that's about it. I mean, hey, the, Steve, there are three receivers taking the top ten last year. None of them made an impact. Hey, uh, just for purely selfish reasons, and for any of those Maryland fans out there that also think about uh, you know listening to us or watching us, uh, I want to know where DJ Moore is going to go. Could he be a first round guy? I think he probably will end up in the first round, the back half of it, uh, probably in the last you know five six picks of the first round. Um, I think. I think one thing that he's receivers do have, that's for sure. Yeah. He's pro ready. He's, he can be a dynamic playmaker. Uh, obviously the last Maryland receiver was pretty good. Um, in Stefan Diggs. And what, what I do think sure. is what teams are going to start to realize is that fifth year option for receivers is pretty valuable because it's such an overpriced position in free agency. Jermaine Lewis and you, you look at like what Sammy Watkins, Tory Smith, what, what the bills could have kept Sammy Watkins at versus what he got in free agency. It's insane. So, you know, I think that DJ Moore definitely could go to a team and you have a lot of playoff teams who could use some extra help at the receiver position. All right. I agree. That's All right, let's, awesome. let, let, let's, let's figure out who we need to get quickly. <laughs> well, I, I, I think Derwin James, I think Derwin James has a real opportunity to be there at number 13. I'm taking Derwin James. Um, Over Vea? Yes. I'm taking Derwin James over Vea. I'm taking Derwin James over Roquan and Edmonds, if given the opportunity. I'm taking him over those two. Um, I think uh, but not not Denzel Ward. I know you're all in on him, but, uh, so but I'm I would take Derwin. You, man. I'm taking Derwin James over Denzel Ward. Um, okay, me too. But I but I'm not afraid to draft Denzel Ward in the first round. If that's the way this first round shakes out, and Washington Redskins select Denzel Ward as the headline of the first round. I'm I'm happy. All due respect, he is basing that largely upon our friend Sean Springs, yes. who was here Sean just said a couple he's the best. Yes, ago. I get that, and I respect everything Sean Springs has to I say. It. But he was on the hot box. But I'm just saying, you know this. it's true. You know it's look, right. man. How about how about how you feel about McLovin? He loves big, 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 and bigger with speed. Well, this is little, 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 undersized at the college level. He says level. this guy pushed With Lattimore the, out of college, and Lattimore only was like an awesome rookie, uh, you know, in the, in, in the league. True, but he's not good in run support, and he had the best front seven in college football while he was in coverage. Let's ask the expert. The, the expert? 
I mean, I, I like Ward a lot. Um, I don't know if from a Redskins standpoint, they have to go that route, but if he's the best talent left on the board, because every other guy we talked about is gone, yeah. then I'd be okay with it. I'd still probably pivot to another position because I'm guessing Harold Landry's still on the board at that point. That's not um, a good headline, by the way. It's not something that makes Redskins I'm, fans. I, I'm saying this. I'm taking Vita Vea all day all over right. an undersized corner. Yeah. Listen, Here's man, all day. the impact of the game of us was built in the middle. We got a monster mountain in the middle. We, we, we gave up 4.6 yards of rush last year. We got to stop the run. We got to start in the middle. We got to start up front. This is what we do, right? Bigger and better yeah, and better. I know. Here. So if, Vita Vea, if Denzel Ward goes before Vita Vea, I'm losing my mind. Well, I, I think he's going to go... Before our pick, I and think that's fine. Will go. For someone else's team, but I'm taking. Dur- are you take? Are you agreeing with me that Derwin James over Vita? Or are you taking Vita? I'm over Vita Vea, and Derwin James is right there. Okay. But I want to start right at the front, and I want to stop teams from rushing for a yard more than we do on a season average, which is ridiculous. Other teams rush for over 700 okay. yards more than we did last year. Yeah. We need to start at the root of the problem and get that taken care of. And there's a mountain of a man coming from Washington, a crazy uh, Polynesian he, lunatic who played who played. Tailback, he's a dancing bear. He's a freak athlete. He's 350 pounds. Even and he if solves we get our Hankins. biggest problem. Even if we get Hankins, you're still Vita? I don't think Hankins can sniff Vita's job right, athletically right. on a football field. Nor would he want here's to. What, nor that, would I. Be, <laughs> nor would I. I didn't, here's I, what I'll say about Vita Vea. Go ahead, Joe. Here's what I'll say about Vita Vea. I love Vita Vea. Vea, I do think, though, what we're seeing is, is from a value standpoint, do you draft that player that high? If you're not going to pay Jonathan Hankins eight, nine million, whatever he's exactly looking for, why are you going to draft Vita Vea with the top top sixteen pick? Hey, the Colts can say that they don't they want to change, blah blah blah. But if he was that good of a defensive lineman, don't the Colts have a place for that guy? Like this seems a little odd to me. After one, they, year. I'm not scared off about this at all. I'm not. I think this league has gone scheme specific in a weird way, and mm. that's what got us Zach Brown. Mm. So I mean, mm. Washington they, has never had mm. that space either. Mm. And I, I, I think I that's Dave a huge butts. problem with this defense but, right now. If they get a space eater in the middle. You want to like watch Jonathan Allen go nuts? Let Vita Vea take on every double yes. team known to man and watch our guy go bonkers. How watch about that That's combination? a good headline, Kevin. Yeah. I, 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 unlike, I'm not a Landry guy, but if, if the headline is Washington Redskins draft Vita Vea in the first round, I think the Redskins fan base should be absolutely ecstatic. Um, I, they're getting an awesome player at a need position. Um, awesome, great value in the draft. They're not paying this guy a ton for the next four years. Let, let me ask Steve this about Vita Vea. What's his ceiling, brother? Talk to me. Well, his ceiling is Lodinata. He's but the problem is, the problem is if he comes in under the ceiling, if he's done Terry Poe, he's not worth a 13th pick in my opinion, because Don Terry Poe has now hit two straight free agent classes where people have liked him, people have paid him an okay amount, but nobody's knocking down his door. Nobody's setting, you know, monetary records for paying this guy. And that to me is an issue. And we just saw the issue with the Browns and Danny Shelton. The Browns had one of the best run defenses in the league last year. Danny Shelton was the biggest part of that. And what did they say? Well, next year we're going to have to pay him 11 million because of this fifth year option. We don't want to pay a, no. a guy who only plays the run that. And but, I get Vay as better than Shelton, but I yes, think. Is. But is he going to have much of a career after five years? Who, Danny Shelton? No, no, Vita Vea. He should if he's if he's healthy. Oh yeah, no, I mean he should. Halodinata, quite a career. Those guys don't yeah. last that long. Halodinata I mean, just signed with the Super Bowl champions. His first few years. The Super Bowl champions are stockpiling gigantic, immense t- t- talent at defensive line. 
And we're sitting here giving up freaking five yards of carry, acting like we can not get a D lineman somehow or some way. Oh, that, and Jonathan yeah, Hankins came out of the clear blue sky, and I don't know yeah. if that's the answer. Wait, I, Steve, I don't think so. Th- let me ask you: Are you do, do, the, do the words of Moby Okoye scare you at all about Vita Vea? I, I wouldn't go that far okay. um, because I think I think Okoye was just a raw athletic talent or, or a raw athletic prospect that you saw some potential. But he how, never how really, high did he go? He went, he went top of the first, right? Uh, yeah, I, I want to say ninth or tenth, yeah. somewhere in that that area. Um, <clears throat> you know, I like Vea. I, I think he's going to be a good pro. But my point is, if he's Don Terry Poe, if he's, you know, Benny Logan, Jonathan Hankins, which those are good run-first defensive tackles who also have some pass ability. It's not Sylvester Williams who the Lions signed instead of Jonathan Hankins for a third of the price. The problem with Sylvester Williams is he's solid against the run, but he only can play about 300 snaps because if he's in there on a passing down, it's basically 11 on 10, and that's a problem. Uh, guys like Jonathan Hankins, guys like guys like Don Terry Poe, they can they can generate some push up the middle, and I think that's Vea probably to a better extreme. But unless he is Holodinata, who's just like elite, absolutely needs to be double teamed and beats double teams most of the time. I just don't know if the value's there. And especially, I think, I think the there's other options. Him? Is that the readout on him, Vita Vea, that he is not, he, he's only a, 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 a run stopper? No, I don't necessarily think that's no. the, re- the readout. I think that's, like, he can a- affect the pass, but more along the same lines of a Don Terry Poe, Jonathan Hankins. They'll get a few sacks here and there. They'll get decent pressures, but they're not, you know, they're not Sue. They're not Donald. They're not Fletcher Cox. They're not one of these guys. And those are the guys who get paid on the market. Leonard, And that's the question you have to have with Vea is few guys his size have ever shown that they can get after the quarterback. Pelodi is like the one big exception in today's like NFL. And, you know, I, I just think that that's an issue that they have to have. And the other thing is, I think this draft has a lot of good run stopping defensive linemen. I think Deron Payne later in the first round. I think guys like Harrison Phillips, Tim Settle, um, uh, the kid from uh, Miami. Well, we, um, we need okay. we need these guys to go in the first round, um, Steve, because when the Redskins come up in the second round, uh, we need, especially if we get a defensive lineman or a defensive player. I mean, if we go defense in first round, which I think most of us agree we should, um, and we get a stud like like Vita or Derwin, um, and we're happy and we're going in the second round, we sure do want those defensive linemen that you're talking about and maybe some linebackers as well to go in the bottom of the first because in the second round, I, 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 we've been talking about this plenty, Steve. I mean, I'm, I'm a running back guy. This is a good running back class. If, if there's a run on defensive lineman in the bottom of the first, it gives the Redskins some interesting choices, I think, at running back. Brian Stabby, you got something there from on the screen? Well, we have a couple questions about the second pick. Yeah, let's, I mean, the there second round. There seems to be, there's a question. Bill wants to, or Bill seems to think that if there's a center available, would you go after a center there? Well, before we do center, because there's a whole pageant, pop and pageantry of the center situation in which. All right, Steve, well, let's, let's talk tailback. Can we just give Jim Tomasola or Vitor Van next to Jonathan Allen? That's the last thing I want to say about yes, this. Yes, yes. Because yes. it depends on which team you go to coming out of the draft, like quarterbacks, like any other position. I'm fine Obviously, with that. where you go is a, of a huge importance. If we've got our man, Tom Sula, who you have been harping on as the guy, the guy, the guy, mm-hmm. who's going to hand that pick over, like you said we should have done last year. 
how, how can we not look at this average versus the run and not figure out that we need a guy for five years and have a Jim Tomasula mold this six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound freak who runs about a, a, a sub five, and he didn't because of his hamstring at the combine. This That's is probably a the most freak of nature. He does. Yeah, and he's got great hands and great feet. Like you're telling me, he can't be molded. I would love to see him in a Redskins jersey. I'm not going to be unhappy. Number 99. I've already decided it. We're all going to do the Haka. We're all going to do the Haka in the parking lot. That to me is a reason to draft somebody. Am I going to be a great teammate? Am I going to do the Haka? What do you think, dude? It's, it's, dude, you're absolutely in that line. Your handicap precludes your ability to not be a good dancer. So, yes, Yes. you can Haka. Actually, I I am the reigning just dance. I believe that. Champion in my Congratulations, bro. In fact, you heard it here first. All right. Sorry. I had, I just. All right, so I, I'm, I'm racing to the podium for Sony Michelle, uh, Steve. Uh, we, we were saying that the first yeah, this round, interests me. This guys interests are going. Uh, race to the podium in the second round. Yeah, race like to the podium that. in the second right. round. Um, and you know, it, it's it's a meaningful uh, you know title because the way that they broke in the, the draft up now. I mean, you got a you got you got some time to sleep on that second round. Uh, those second round picks once again. You know, another thirteen uh, slots and. I think that I mean Steve. If we're saying Barkley's gone in the first, uh, I mean, I guys is he gone in the first? I mean, who's who's gone um, in the first for sure? Locked up, hundred percent. Besides those guys, does RJ two? I think I think those are the only two locked up in the first. I wouldn't be shocked if a third back gets gets taken um, in the first, but. I think Barkley and Geis are the only ones, you know, kind of guaranteed to be first-rounders. All right, so people go to bed uh, after the first round. Lamar Jackson, maybe he's still there. Uh, You you probably still – is this quarterback draft deep enough where you're going to have activity at the top of the second round, you know, jockeying for someone's going to trade up in the top of the second round and get to grab another quarterback? At what point in time does the run on running backs go? Because – because I want to know who we're taking to running back in the second round. Yeah, I think you could see. I, I actually tend to believe I would not end up shocked if six quarterbacks go in the first round, uh, Ooh, just because. Great for us. That 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 fifth year option uh, is huge uh, at the quarterback position more than any other position. And remember, the back half of the first round, that fifth year option is so much more cheaper. That's why Dean Jonathan Allen at seventeen is is better than getting him at fifteen. You know, like that that. That's yeah. millions of dollars in the fifth year option that we'll save. Um, and obviously that's true to the, to the nth degree when it comes to quarterbacks. So uh, that, and then you just have so many teams with older quarterbacks at the end of the first round teams like the Saints, Steelers, chargers, or a team like Jacksonville who definitely needs a quarterback. Uh, Patriots could take a quarterback. So I, I just think I would not be shocked. I'm not saying right. It, you know, in, in blood in stone, but Six Blood. quarterbacks. Could Six <laughs> in the first. All right, so it's, so Steve, if that's true, kind of skipping ahead, does that put a – does that kind of everyone who needs a quarterback is going to get one of those guys, and then does it, does it move the mid-round flyer level of quarterbacks in this draft if it's that top-heavy? Like, does, does that cause teams to wait until the fourth or the fifth, or are you still – basically what I'm getting at is – are the Redskins missing out on a possible third-round quarterback? Which I think is crazy, but we but if we had a third-round pick, I would I would not be surprised. Well, if what we happened were to the running back? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the running back. Second round, we're just about, back. I was, He's I coming back to second round running back. But this quarterback thing has got like me. Uh, without the third-round pick, um, is Taylor all Clinton. is that a? Oh, oh, I'm 
Yeah, what do you got? I'm of the belief that the Redskins should not take a quarterback in this draft. At all. Because mm. what it boils down to, whether whether they had, I mean, sure, if they had like 14 picks or, you know, something crazy like that. Yeah. Thank you, but, Steve. But if they had a full complement of picks, say they had that third round or even, they should not take a quarterback. Alex Smith is locked in for three years. I understand. Years. That and contract is cold. locked in. And and I think he's also probably going to be here fourth year with the way it's structured with that signing bonus money. So you have Alex Smith pretty much locked in for the entire amount of time that any quarterback you would draft would be here, would be under contract. So, you know, then what are you going to do? Are you going to franchise a guy who's never played a down outside the preseason? You know, like you're taking somebody high in the, in the second or third round, they'll have hype. I mean, we see it every year with the Mike Lennons and guys like that, who, people overpay for because they had a couple good preseason games and had hype four years ago. Um, so I, I just think this is not the year for a Redskins quarterback because best right. case scenario would be Alex Smith being gone after three years, which I don't know if that's best case uh, scenario, not, well, and then he has one year to prove himself. Something that we've chatted about in the past couple of weeks, or at least the past few that I was here is yeah, there's man. no, there's no stress that Smith's going to get another deal. So wouldn't you want to bring a guy in and have him be functionally mentored by Smith for the first couple of years. Well, this good yes, teams, I don't yes. think that happens. Good teams are always now. in the business of developing Later. quarterbacks. So. But, but I don't think it's this year. I think next year that's a whole different conversation because then if Smith's only here for three years, then you have two years of additional quarterback control or at least one year Smith's here for four. I don't know I don't when it is, Smith, but you are right. We need Smith around every person yep. from what I understand. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Smith can be a good mentor. I just don't think you do it four years out is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. No, no, okay. totally agreed. I'm just saying my point was what, what was just brought up was, yes, we need Smith around our janitorial services staff. We need Smith around our front <laughs> office. We need this guy. He's just he's that dude. He is. Uh, I mean, I think Andy Reid said, you know, there's there's not enough gigabytes for this guy. His line of scrimmage. Uh, Ability to determine snap count. We cannot figure out how to trick him. Pat Mahomes better be freaking epically good. Different. It's it's like it's, uh, it's a little bit different, right? I know, obviously. I but no, we've got a guy that's gone through all of it. I mean, what a great mentor to have for our running backs that we have nineteen of that have, yeah. are unproven to to to, uh, to escalate this offense to a new level around a true leader who is dying to be here. Yes. All right. So. What running back are you putting around that true leader, Steve, in the second we round? got it. Here we go. We're going to race to the podium well, for the second round. I think in the Indeed. second round, uh, Ronald Jones uh, from what? USC. I think uh, Michelle and no. Karen Johnson are all that, like, next tier after Geis. Uh, I, I kind of like Michelle the best for the Redskins. Um, but I, listened, I would be good you with listen shop. You knew these guys wanted to hear that. Steve always agrees with me. I, oh yeah. and we, I would be good with of any of those three. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. And I, and honestly, I like some guys after that. I like, would you I like take... Penny. I like Royce Freeman. Uh, I like we, Nick we, Chubb. All right. Let, let me say this. Uh, T and I love Penny. Uh, you know, we, we saw Sonny Michelle go bonkers. I mean, what did he have? He had 14 touches, 222 yards, and four touchdowns in the semifinal. <laughs> then he rushed for seven yards of carry against Alabama's defense on 14 or 15. Yeah. We see Rashawn Penny going up against Army in the Pooh Bowl and yeah. just flushed the toilet with no toilet paper. I get that, but he looked like an all amazing. No, no, he looked amazing. But here's Thank the deal. You for our no, Thank you talk... for no, 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 don't, don't, no, no, though. don't get that wrong. <laughs> I'm talking about the bowl, I know, not the I know. Army. I know. Turn it around me. I'm just saying for the people that got to see that. 
I'm, I'm, I'm curious because you got to see them, you know, sorry, Steve, but you did get to see them in their underwear and be around them and meet them in the yes, Underwear Olympics. Yes, it's what, it's, it's what the deal that. is. But so for the general fan who sees Rashawn Penny look like a man amongst boys against Army, a, a nasty defense, a physical defense, just not super athletic, and then you see Sonny Michelle doing that against Alabama's defense, put them on the same level for us from your perspective. Well, you know, obviously it's tough. Like you said, I mean, we've seen Sonny Michelle against the best defenses uh, for a couple of years now. And he's he a tough question, Steve. Yeah, I mean, he's done extremely well. But that being said, I like Rashad Penny a lot. I saw him down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, you know, it's always a tough venue because there's not live full tackling out, outside the game. And, you know, the, the second the, round, Steve. Well, I mean, I, I don't necessarily love him as high as the Redskins are taking in the second round. I think he's probably at the end of the second round, early third round. So, yes, in guy. the second round, Ken. That's what Steve said. Um, could they trade I, back? I, I just think, yeah, I mean, if that's possible, or the run could be on running backs early in the second round. There are a lot of teams that need running backs who will have picks ahead of us. Um, I just know, realized I'm in such trouble. I fall. I'm, I'm totally committed to Sony Michelle right now, and it is not a good – it's not healthy. I know it's not healthy because I know what that means. It means the Redskins aren't going to draft him. Uh, maybe they will. This is like my – my, you know, Ryan Kelly. I mean, he, I think he is my Ryan Kelly. Yeah, but, well, but Steve, it is, Steve's going to help you. His 40 time is going to help us. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't blow it out yeah. of the water at the combine. That only can That's help true. us. He's definitely fa- he's fading his own 40 time. Who's, who's a, uh, oh, go ahead. It, it, Steve, if it's not a running back, who do they get in that second round? If, if, if it's not, if they don't choose Sony Michelle or somebody like that, what is it most likely going to be? Well, if, if they did take Sevea in the first, uh, then I think you're probably looking offensive line. If they if they win another position in the first, Derwin James, whoever you know, so. Trimmon Edwins, then maybe a guy like Harrison Phillips, uh, some other defensive lineman who's there would make a lot of sense because the run defense is terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if if they did address that in the in the first round with Vita Vea or with Hankins. Then or they've they've signed Hankins. Uh, then I think they got to get an interior offensive lineman, and this is one of the best off- interior offensive lineman drafts I I think I can recall. So it's a good year to need that, and the Redskins definitely need that. People think we're we're going to go through seven rounds in one night. Oh no, this is a part. This is like Ken Burns style dedication <laughs> to the draft, Steve. Um, you'll be back on at what, 3 o'clock this morning, I think, where you're coming back for our second installment of when we start going through the third and fourth round. We're not racing to the podium for the sixth round yet? Oh, no. What, we're, what, we, what is we, wrong we, with hey, you? Hey, we are, we are saving the seventh round podium race uh, for later. That's a good one, Maddie Seal. <laughs> That's the best one of the night. Yeah, so please tell me that you'll come back. I know you're busy on draft night, although I, mean, I, I always got to throw it out there. I'm not just going to one year forget to invite you to with the Hawks Haven First Amendment Sports Draft, first round draft party. Is that even possible this year, or are you done? Uh, unfortunately not. In fact, we're going to be even busier on draft night this year. Oh, we're we're going to be doing dude. live updating. Washing of, your hair and drying oh. all the same night? <laughs> we're going to be doing live updating of the on-the-clock simulator so you can keep doing mocks as the picks are going off the board. M- may I just say that I I told myself I wouldn't. But yes, but I mocked myself at least 
11 times today. Ooh. Every time, uh, on number seven, I'm <laughs> like, a little I'm, tired, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do this again. I'm sorry. And as soon as it's over, yes, I will redraft. He hasn't looked in the mirror for like 17 <laughs> hey, but, hours. Hey, Steve, no BS, though. In all honesty, last year, Steve, right around this time of the year, two of the great friends of our show, Ricky Hahn and John Tier, had some... Uh, Health issues, which placed them in a hospital situation, and there was many hours where they were uh, wide awake, and this absolutely, to this day, has been talked about a hundred times. That is ridiculous. On the clock, clock brought them to a place where now all three of us are texting at three in the morning from Florida to D.C. (laughs) to all over the East Coast about our last one. Hey, it is so ridiculous. It's It's so good. It's It's so amazing. And I couldn't tell you guys enough about how to go down there and get that mock on. Steve, give yourself a plug, man. Tell people how they can go and and, and get a part of this. Well, if you want want to do your own mock draft, go to fanspeak.com, on-the-clock mock draft simulator. We have a premium version as well that allows you to do some trades and some other things. But just in general, you can do the simulator for free. Uh, You can run all seven rounds. You can do a shorter draft if you want. And you can try different scenarios. There's, I think... 12, 14 big boards up there right now. You can try different team needs. You can try a bunch of different things to keep having different experiences and get to try out different simulations to see who might be available at the various picks. Uh, it's amazing. Every single time, I always get Sony Michelle, though. So just, it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes it is in the first, depending on what team board. Ken, you know, you're drooling. You need to. Yeah, <laughs> left, left hand on the mic, right yeah. hand on the Sony Michelle yeah. bobblehead. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's weird. I know. You got a little. All right, Steve, we're, uh, you'll be available, hopefully, to come back between now and then? Yeah, All absolutely. Right, good. We'll talk more mid-round, uh, what positions the Redskins should take chances on uh, in the middle to late rounds, and where, um, I don't know, where, where the value is. Uh, we'll, come, we'll come back on that, and we'll update everybody on how the big board has changed. Until next Tuesday, the man t- to my right is... Tim Strachan. As grueling as I sometimes feel this, <laughs> these off-seasons to be, it's always great to have Shop on here to shed a lot of, a lot of info, no doubt. a lot of insight. No doubt. Uh, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Produ- oh. Producing the Facebook uh, production tonight, Brian Stabby. It's never grueling. Never grueling. Not, Not it, with it, you guys. Red, white, and blue. Colors never run. No. Well done, sir. Mm-hmm. He's Matt the Real Deal Seal. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> Which is... I, Kevin's favorite. He's Kevin Ricca. And Steve Schaub's my favorite, Draft Nick. Hey, thanks for everything, man. Appreciate your insight. Appreciate your website. Appreciate all your sites, brother. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, guys. It was a lot of fun. We'll see you guys uh, next Tuesday night. Um, Matt Seal's going to play cameraman here in a second. Uh, Be sure to check out the Hotbox coming up next. Ex-coach Naki on Twitter. Chris Naki. Number... K-N in your program, number one in your hearts. I don't never know where, where the, the silent Chris K always threw me out. Chris Naki in the house. I'm Ken Marangolo on behalf of First Amendment Sports and every basement podcast studio in America. This was the Audible. Mm. And, and she liked another guy. Steve, you still there, buddy? <laughs>